What's up, everyone? I am Michelle Lee, and welcome to Five After Three. Hey guys, it's Michelle and it is officially five after three, where we discuss five points about one topic. And today we are discussing celebrating your wins and your losses. Now, before we go any further, I want to take a minute to welcome and invite you to subscribe if you are a woman that is looking for that extra motivation or boost from that position of quote unquote stuck. Stuck or being stuck, it's a real thing. It freezes you, keeps you from being who you are meant to be and prolongs the time for which you are to reach your destiny. So this leads us to our topic today, um, as I stated earlier, celebrating the wins and the losses. A win is easy to celebrate, right? So not only are you proud of the achievement, but you are proud of yourself for sticking through it. And I mean, if if we're going to be keep it all the way real here, not only sticking through it, but crying through it, praying through it. But a win also reminds you yourself that you can do anything regardless of how hard it may be or how hard it was if you want to kind of go a little bit deeper a win also helps or inspires somebody else too you know perhaps maybe a friend someone who admires your achievements someone who literally respects your hustle Or maybe it's just someone who tried and gave up on their own dream. So when they look at you, it kind of gives them, you know, that inspiration, that push, that that unspoken encouragement. Wins don't always have to be huge either. Small wins, they're legit wins too. I mean, a W is a W um, and they should be celebrated the same. So even with the small wins, I just feel like you should still reward yourself I mean, with a fancy dinner at Ruth Chris or a new pair of shoes. And then, you know what? Share your small win, too, with a friend, um, an accountability partner, or even with your social media family. And then when you do that, repeat and do it all over again. Our losses, whether it's in business or in life, losses are bound to occur. It doesn't mean that losses have to be assumed as total failures but because we are humans that is just the way we instantly think in dealing with losses we have to kind of reset our thought process they are not the end of the world and it doesn't mean that we can't start again for those of you who don't know I was a dance studio owner of a thriving studio my first year was easy you know why it was easy because I had a few students and I had money saved up in the bank. My second year, my business grew slightly and I still had a little bit money in a little bit of money in the bank. And when you have a little bit of money in the bank, the fact that you don't have a full studio, it doesn't really weigh on you um, as hard as if you don't have money in the bank. <laughs> By the third year, my faith was on 10. 
Um, my business grew, you know, I had a dance teacher that needed or wanted more time to practice with her dance studios from the local high school. So she was renting space. Um, so creating extra revenue was amazing. So like I said, my faith was on 10 as it should be. So I expanded, I stepped on all of that faith that I had and moved out of that one studio space and leased a larger 2,400 square foot space. Our first dance season at that location was nothing short of amazing. And I know I always say that because that's like my favorite word, amazing. But we had 80 students. You know, the next year, we lost almost half of them. Not because of anything that we did or I did as an owner or that we did as artistic directors, but because we planned for everything except a nationwide recession, <laughs> like literally a recession. So families who were or who had strong dual income um, quickly became one income families. The art of dance was no longer a necessity, but paying bills were. Bills like your power bill, your mortgage, you know, your gas bill, things that were necessities that you needed. But dance was not one. It was a stressful time. It was a stressful time for those families who wanted their kids and extracurricular activities. It was a stressful time for the studio as a whole. And it definitely was a stressful time for me as a business owner. So, you know, it was so stressful that I made the decision to close. For me, that was a major loss as a business owner, as a teacher, um, a dance teacher, and even as a mom who was trying to build something to leave to her daughter. The closing of my studio was, was not a total failure. It hurt like hell, but life moved on. And my journey took another path, a path of the same fulfillment, just with a different purpose. So we've discussed a win, we've discussed a loss, we've discussed celebrating them both. And now I want to share with you why losing has so much power. Well, the reason why losing has so much power is because there is knowledge in every loss. We just have to be mindful and smart enough to realize it. We've all heard that old saying that knowledge is power, and it's true. The more you know, the more you learn from the experience, the more dynamic you are in what is to come. Read more, study more, read about trends in your industry, study yourself and how you can make yourself better at what you do, whether it's just you as a person, you as a business owner, you as a crafter, whatever that it thing is for you. But there is power in that loss. And when the celebration is over, what happens next? We keep celebrating. We keep creating the goals, big and small. We keep hitting them. We'll miss some of them, but keep striving and we keep celebrating regardless. So I hope that you have enjoyed this week's podcast. I look forward to next week at five after three.